This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ah, the sounds of summer. Can it get any better? Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Discover the unforgettable sensations of the Lexus Performance lineup. Explore the possibilities of a Lexus at the Golden Opportunity sales event. Now through September 6th, click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman, and joining me is co-host Emilio Dinello. In this episode, we're going to be talking to Jeremy King, who is a huge supporter of Huddersfield Town. He's on to share his thoughts on Huddersfield Town ahead of this match against Fulham. This is our View of the Opposition show, which is our preview for this upcoming match. I look forward to doing the show, but before I do anything else, I first want to welcome back Emilio to the show. Emilio? How are you doing? Are you looking forward to talking about this upcoming match on yeah. Friday night? Absolutely. Hi, Russ. Um, hi, Jeremy. Yeah, it's um, looking forward to talking about, you know, our chances of beating Huddersfield tomorrow. So we're both clubs being relegated. Um, Jeremy, obviously, we've had we've been out a few times drinking after Fulham Huddersfield matches in the recent <laughs> past. Jeremy's a very good friend of Joe Tyvey, one of our other co-hosts. So, uh, That's right. I'm, good, I'm keen to hear what Jeremy has to say and what his thoughts are of his team this year. So it's you're not going to get a more diehard fan of any club than Jeremy. So it'd be great to hear his thoughts tonight. So, yeah, welcome, Jeremy. Good to have you on. No, it's Hello, great to have you on, up. Jeremy. Hello. Thanks very much. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Well, Jeremy, let's start here because you are a massive fan. So just talk about your history with Huddersfield Town. Yeah, I am. Um... I started supporting them 79-ish. My father took me there. He wasn't a town fan himself, but we were just living in the area. Um, and I used to go off and on for about 10 years or so. And then probably since the early 90s, I've been going to most games. Um, and I now live in Suffolk, so it's uh, 
it's quite a check to the um, to the home games. But unfortunately, I've still got relatives in the area to us, so I do stay over. A little bit disappointed when I when Town got relegated to see that Norwich and Nitra were uh, leaving the division in, in other directions because they would have been my local derbies. But um, I think my nearest game is Millwall this year. But uh, <laughs> it is how it is. <laughs> okay, excellent. All right. Jeremy, let's talk about last season. It was a terrible season for Fulham, and unfortunately it was a terrible season for you with Huddersfield Town. So through your eyes, talk about what you watched last season. Well, I mean, you'll have seen our points total. and I would love to say we performed better than that, and perhaps we deserved one or two more points, but really it was pretty much as bad as it looked. I mean, we probably got as many points as a, a champion, mid-table championship club would have been if they were just being deposited in the Premier League. We... We've won six games in the league since Christmas 2017. And um, even in our first season in the Premier League, we weren't that great for a lot of it, but we just had a string of remarkable results and um, against the likes of Man City and Man United and Chelsea. Last season, we didn't have those. And by the middle of uh, January, we really knew that we were down. Okay, very good. But I do want to mention this because... As we look forward to the upcoming match, I, I think there are going to be many foam supporters that are going to remember the two matches against Huddersfield Town last season, and neither one of them were good. Even though Fulham won one of them, the first one was probably one of the worst matches I've seen. So I'm curious your view of the two matches against Fulham last season. Well, I mean, the first game, I would say, was distorted for me because we won and it was the first which we had this season I completely agree I mean we it was probably our worst performance in November uh, Wagner got nominated for manager of the month in November it was our one good month of the year and we actually played far better against West Ham and uh, against Wolves um, than we did against yourselves yeah we sneaked it simply because we wanted it a bit more but the That's away right. match totally agree we didn't want it we didn't want it anymore in the away match. And I thought when you missed the penalty after the Kamala debacle, um, then I thought that we would we would be okay. But then, you know, right at the end, sucker punch, terrific pass by Sessignon, terrific goal by Mitrovic. Right. But what's funny about it is just think about these two matches. They are matches I think both sides want to forget and for obvious reasons. And, but I also think it just tells you a little bit about both sides and why they are both now in the championship. Weren't good enough. All right, Absolutely. Jeremy, right back to you. Before we really get into breaking down this match, I want to ask you about your summer. Summer transfer window I don't think has been too kind to Huddersfield Town. You've lost some key players. Let's talk about that and how that has uh, affected maybe your view of the upcoming season and season going well, on. It certainly has affected it. Yeah, it certainly has affected it. I mean, I, I thought before the season started, or as the season started, I thought we'd finish perhaps 8th to 10th. But then, you know, losing Alan Moy, uh, to me, is, it's just very disappointing. I mean, he's, he's probably going to lose 5 to 10 points this season. He's, he's the best midfielder, creative midfielder at least, that I've seen in 40 years. You know, he's he was just a terrific player. So to lose him to Brighton, you know, very, very disappointing. The other ones... I'm not so overly concerned about, I mean, to get 15 million for Phil Billing to go to Bournemouth, yeah. I think that's excellent business. You know, he's, he wasn't particularly popular with the fans. He may become a good player, but he he, don't, he, he did, didn't, didn't do it on a consistent basis. Um, and the other loss is Chris Lerver to Dynamo Dresden, very popular player with the fans. Um, but I wouldn't say he's a huge loss. And, and Zanka to Fenerbahce, again, you know, he, he, he did all right for us in the first season. 
Um, but he was he's a Danish international who scored in the World Cup. He's, he's not going to be playing Barnsley, so we we knew that we were going to be losing him. So so that's fine. It's the players we've brought in. We just don't know them. Um, they they may be okay. Maybe we've just signed Fraser. Uh, yes, Campbell, I saw that. You know, He's a Huddersfield lad. I mean, that might give him a bit of a boost, but I can't, he's not somebody that's going to inspire the fans. You know, 10 years ago, he's a cracking player. You know, he got Hull promoted. You know, he's a terrific player. But now he's... Yeah, Did he, I read he, he won't be available for a little bit, Jeremy? I don't know. I don't know. That may well be the case. Yeah, I, he certainly hasn't been playing. So um, so I would imagine he probably needs to get a bit of fitness anyway into his legs. We've had a bit of that problem with the ones we've had at the Africa Cup of Nations as well. The they've started all later than the others. So we've got a couple of players out that way as well. Okay. So you've already talked about that. If Moy had stayed, your expectations would have been one thing. Well, what are they now? Uh, I would say, you know, lower mid table, I would say 13th to 15th. I mean, just saying to Emilio off air that it, it's such a tight division and tight, not because there's loads of outstanding tight teams, tight because the teams aren't potentially as good as they have been in the championship the last few years. And I really look at teams that will, it could finish anywhere between first and 14th. And I don't think anybody would be particularly surprised this year in the, in the championship. I mean, who's, who's to say where say Bristol city are going to finish? You know, are they going to be a mid table side? Are they going to challenge for automatic promotion? I, I suspect lower mid table, but I wouldn't at all be surprised if they end up third, fourth or fifth. So, yeah, I think similar for us, but I still would edge towards lower mid-table. Okay. Let me ask you this question, because we're talking about the championship, and I enjoy watching the championship. I obviously wanted Fulham to be in the Premier League one season. Your club had a couple seasons. Just let me ask you, where do you prefer watching Huddersfield Town? Did you prefer the time that they've been in the championship or those two seasons in the Premier League? I. But that's an interesting question. I yeah. suppose I prefer the <laughs> Premier League. I, I think because I mean, I, it was interesting. I mean, I'm at the moment I'm working in uh, my organisation's Leeds office, and there's a lot of fans of various northern clubs in that office. And I said to them in our first season in the Premier League, even though we were doing well, I enjoy watching Championship games more. I generally, if I have the choice of watching two uh, a, a game or a Premier League game, it'll always be the Championship game. But to be there as a fan, I did quite like being in the Premier League, and I am disappointed, even though it was a bit of a... It's a bit disappointing when you're 2-0 down at these big clubs after 30 minutes, and you know you're not going to get anything out of it, which you never get in the Championship, no matter who you're playing. So it is a bit of a disappointment, but I'd still rather be in the Premier League. I certainly understand that. It's uh, something that I've kind of struggled with. I, I want Fulham back in the Premier League because it's the best league in the world, in my opinion. But uh, I've enjoyed the competition of the championship. Does that make sense, Jeremy? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and although people say it's a grind and everything like that, I mean, in the Premier League, and I was out of the Cups early, you'll have like two games in March, you know, whereas in the, in the championship, you know, as you know, I mean, I like going, you know, and I, I like the fact that I can have matches Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, you know, and it may not appeal to all fans, but it, it does to me. I mean, I know that I'm going to have a 50-odd game season this year. Last season, I had a 40-game season because we were knocked out of both cups in the first round. Okay, excellent there. All right, Jeremy, right back to you. Let's talk about what happened the other night with Huddersfield Town. Lost to Lincoln City in the Carabao Cup. Now, 
after the match, I'm again reading some information that there's speculation about the future of the manager. And I was a little bit surprised by this over a loss in the Carabao Cup. And uh, we talked about off here, you had a bunch of debutantes. What are your thoughts about the loss and then also the speculation that's come from that? Well, I, I don't think the loss itself is... I wasn't that too too disappointed. I actually thought the the young kids played okay. Um, we, we were playing against a good Lincoln side. I mean, people just, you know, poo-poo Lincoln. But I think those that know a little bit about lower league football know that Lincoln is going to be a force this year. And they they didn't have their full first team out, but they only dropped five players. Um, so I, I wasn't entirely disappointed that we... Uh, that we lost the game in the manner that we did. I thought we played okay. But, you know, on the speculation of the manager, it isn't just about the Lincoln game. Far from it. You know, we, we he took over when we were playing poorly and we've got worse than him, unfortunately. Um, we've been mediocre so far this season. And, I mean, I, I would quite like him to stay. And the reason I would like him to stay is because I don't think we're going to go anywhere this season anyway. I don't think we're going up. I don't think we're going down. We're not going to spend money. So I think giving a little bit more of a chance. I'm becoming more of a minority view as, as weeks go by saying that. And certainly, you know, I listened to his interview after the Derby game, the first game of the season, and he sounded like a man under pressure. He was very, very touchy. And, and the fact that he's got no real bond with the fans, I mean, if he did disappear now, he wouldn't be remembered well, unfortunately. Oh, that's uh, sad to hear that it really, you know, again, has not worked out well. So that brings me to ask you about the beginning of the season for Huddersfield Town. It's something that Emil and I have talked about, Fulham style of play. What, what's the style of play for Huddersfield Town? Has it gelled or, or has it just been a difficult transition back to the championship? Well, it's certainly been difficult, yeah. Um, I've had, it could say we've slotted quite comfortably into the championship because this is, uh, I was saying to one of my friends at the QPR game, you know, I think there's going to be many, many games like this over the course of the season. It's a sort of performance I recognised from a few years ago. Um, we got a draw there, possibly deserved it. Um, could have got a point against Derby, not entirely uh, surprised that we did lose that game. Derby had a little bit more penetration penetration and obviously Lincoln so yeah it's it's been disappointing um, possibly not unsurprising and as for the formation we seem to start games 4-3-3 and then end them 4-4-2 um, so I'm not entirely sure whether that's by design I suspect not um, and we're playing one or two players perhaps out of position but you know if they've been playing that way in pre-season then you got to give it a chance. And like I say, it's only three games in. Right. Who's to say that we can't go on a six-game unbeaten run? We just don't know. Okay, very good. All right, let's get into learning about Huddersfield Town. Let's talk about your strengths and weaknesses. Let's start with the strengths. Well, that's quite simple, defence. You know, there uh, it has been our strength. I know you think, oh, we've conceded quite a lot of goals in the Premier League. But, you know, definitely... You know, we had players that played for us in the Premier League were Premier League quality um, defenders, and we've still got one or two of them left. So, uh, so that's definitely our strength of defence. Okay, and I have a funny feeling I know what the weakness is, and that would be scoring goals. Well, you would think that, but um, since uh, February, or well, since January, February time, we've got Carlin Grant um, from Charlton, yes. and yeah, he's. I, I, I'm sure quite a lot of Fulham fans would have seen him on the local news and things like that and he, and he's actually looked pretty good he's very very promising so 
I mean, admittedly, his goals this season have been penalties, but he looks dangerous. Um, now, there's a lot of debate amongst town fans as to whether we should play two at front. Um, and now Steve Mounier has come back from the African Cup of Nations and seems to have a little bit of fitness in his legs. They may start playing that way. Um, but I, I actually think I probably at the moment our weakness seems to be central midfield, which I'm surprised about because we've got two players in Jonathan Hogg and Janino Bakuna that I thought would be doing all right in the championship, but neither have started the season well. So I would say centre mid, and we need more from our wide players as well. Okay, very good there, Jeremy. All right, who are your key players on Friday night for Huddersfield Town against Fulham? Who has to play well for you to get all three points? Yeah, I think the key players aren't necessarily the best players because our best players are definitely Christian Lowe and Terence Congolo in defence. I mean, they're you know they are Premier League quality. We bought Congolo for seventeen and a half million pounds. We probably could sell him for a similar amount of money. Uh, and Christian Lowe, you know, a terrific player, although he's he's a little bit older, so probably wouldn't get as much money. Um, the actual key players, I would say, would be against central midfield because I know where your strengths are. Um, and if we can put a stop to that, you know, like Sakerny and players like yep. that, then we have a chance. So not the best players, but the key players would be Hogg and whoever plays alongside him. Okay, that's interesting. We talk about the midfield battle, and that should be interesting because uh, Fulham, I think, might be in a little bit of a transition with Harry Arter coming in and some other new faces. It's going to be interesting to see what the midfield three is going to eventually look like, but it's uh, it's a good question, and then that's actually a good point by you. This could be where the match takes place, is really in central midfield. All right. Yeah. All right, back to you, Jeremy. What are your thoughts on Fulham heading into this match? Well, I mean, I have to admit, I got Fulham all wrong last year. Um, I believe that they would do very well. Yeah, I mean, I I generally thought you could be top 10, and I know it sounds... I said the same thing. I predicted 10th, Jeremy. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, and... I suppose a lot of it was because he signed players that a lot of people hadn't really heard of, and sometimes it works and sometimes it didn't. But I got it wrong last year. I, I suspect I may not get it wrong this year. I think you'll do okay. I think that there's there's a lot of quality there. And I think the issue last year was obviously conceding goals. I think in the championship, you've got enough quality, and the teams you're playing against, I think, may struggle to get the ball off you. And if that's the case then your defence won't be as troubled as it was in the, in the Premier League. Right. So there will be certain games where you're up against very good quality forwards and that might be a struggle. But just the general games that go through the season, I think you'll get pick up plenty of points because you've just got so much threat. Okay. And what form players concern you the most? You already mentioned Kearney. So is that where you start? Who else concerns you? I would say Knockhart. I think that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? I think yeah, Knockhart. Yeah, and I think he's... Um, we've just got a little bit of history with him because he played for Leicester against us and scored two goals. If you ever find them on YouTube, it's worth watching. One of them was a Scorpion kit and the other one was even better. It was astonishing. So uh, we, we've we seen him for years. And the obviously, I think he's Championship Player of the Season at Brighton, I think. And he's, he's just a... You know, he's somebody that... We have to watch. I appreciate he hasn't made it in the Premier League for whatever reason, but at championship level, he's the one that I would be most concerned about. And you're quite right, you know, Kearney as well. You know, I mean, if Jonathan Hogg can get close to him, that's great. You know, we've got a chance. But the, unfortunately, Jonathan Hogg, he seems to be, he gets everywhere on the pitch, but unfortunately the ball seems to have 
gone two seconds before he gets there at the moment. So I think Kearney's the Kearney and uh, the Gnockhart. And Arthur as well. Um, yes. Again, we've got a bit Arthur of very much impressed me in the last match against Blackburn. He, he, well, he, he did very well for Bournemouth against us a couple of years ago. Um, he actually robbed Scotty Malone of the ball and then fired it in from outside the area. Um, and, and and then last year, um, we had two dire nil-nils against Cardiff. And But the thing he's remembered for is he um, he got in a scrap with Jonathan Hogg and Hogg got sent off. Um, so if you hear him getting the bird from the town fans tomorrow, it's because <laughs> they haven't forgotten. Okay, excellent. Emilio, I want to go to you because um, you've been listening into our conversation. And it sounds like, based on what I've been hearing from Jeremy, the match is going to be one loss or there's going to be a draw. It's going to take place in central midfield. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's fair because obviously Jeremy's articulating that their defense is their strength, whereas our attack is ours. So I think it's going to be a game where you have to be patient. You know, I'm keen to see how Scott Parker sets ourselves up, you know, against. Barnsley a couple of weeks ago away from home, we were dismal. I thought we lacked a bit of shape. Um, new players trying to gel in, not knowing where their positions were. So we, we played a little bit better against Blackburn. Yes, we won 2-0, but we weren't great. You know, there's, there's lots of areas of improvement. So I think tomorrow's going to be quite a cagey game. I think Huddersfield obviously desperate to uh, to break their duck and win their first game in, what, six, seven months? So, you know, we did the same last season when we lost, we lost at their ground in the televised game and that led to Jokanovic getting the chop. So... Kearney will be the key, and even if even if he gets snuffed out by by the Huddersfield midfielders, we still still we've got enough quality there. We just we just have to be patient, you know, keep it tight in, in defence. We we looked quite settled against Blackburn Rovers last weekend, um, but equally, if we get time on the ball, play our style of football, play with a good intensity, there's no reason why we can't go out there and take the lead and start to build on that. But the it sounds crazy, but the the, the the whoever scores first, I think, will be the key to the success tomorrow. If, if Huddersfield managed to break and score first, then they'll shut shop, and then that that will be a test of our qualities, patience, and uh, you know what we can do when we're a goal down away from home, desperate, to start picking up points on the road, and Huddersfield will will shut shop. That's my worry. So I think we've got to go out there, keep possession, try to get the the breakthrough, and then then start to build on that. But if it goes the other way around, then I'll be interested to see how how we respond to going a goal down against a, a well organised defence. That's a great point, and that's going to lead me now to go back to you, Jeremy, because we're going to enter the prediction section, and we start with how does Huddersfield Town win this match? I'll go to you first, and then I'll go to Emilio. And I'm curious your view on this because I agree with Emilio. If Huddersfield Town score first, we already saw this last season, it's going to make it very difficult. It's going to be a huge test for Fulham. So is that how Huddersfield Town wins this match? I know it's simplistic to say score the first goal. But how do they win? Well, I think I mean scoring the first goal is fine, but as, as many town fans will say, you know, when we're put under pressure, you know, we struggle. So we scored the first goal a few times last season, but as soon as somebody scored an equaliser against us, we, you know, doomongers came out and the crowd got very nervous. Um, I mean, I think the way that we would potentially win is, win is. You know, our wingers do have a lot of pace, you know, um, and we do have a striker that can score goals. If we can get the ball out to the wingers and they actually take the ball with them, which sometimes is difficult for them, we do have the, and if they're able to look up and find Carl and Grant, I think that's the way that we can get something there. I think also, I'm not expecting dominance in midfield. I think that's too much. But if we can get parity, I think we've got enough quality elsewhere 
that we could we could win the game. So um, I I don't know who you play in centre mid, whether it's you know, Johansson or whomever. Um, they do worry me all those players, but I think if we can at least match you there, then we've got chances elsewhere on the pitch. Okay, excellent, Milvio. Your thoughts on what Jeremy shared, and how do you think Huddersfield Town can win this match? I think I think we mentioned about about the dom- whoever dominates and bosses that midfield. I see Archer and Kenny starting obviously tomorrow. I think Reed will come in for Johansson. I'm not sure Johansson will play tomorrow. I thought he, you know he might be maybe in discipline after showing up that petulance last weekend. And he had an okay 60 minutes, but I think I think at the end of the day he might need a little bit more quality and pace. And I think the the, key, the, what, the only worry I have is you know with the quality that we have mid central midfield pushing up and the width that we've got. We don't leave ourselves exposed in, in centre midfield, which could be a, a loose cannon there. So my view is, I think it will be a tight game. Um, I think you know it will be quite cagey. Both teams having been relegated, you may not, you may possibly even see a, a drab nil-nil draw for for all oh, we know. Boy. You know, I hope not for the television cameras and for our fans, hopefully. <laughs> but I just think at the end of the day, if we can come away with a minimum of point, I'd be okay with that. But I think we need to be responding back from our dismal away performance against Barnsley. And I, I'm just keen to see how we set ourselves up away from home and, and, and then put our, you know, put our, impose ourselves on the game. Right. So I think the end of the day, let's not sit back, you know, and absorb pressure. Let's take the game to Huddersfield. Let's go out there from the off. Let's set the wheels in motion and show a lot of intensity. And I think if we can get that opening goal. Then I think we, I think we can go on and win that game, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be quite cagey. You know, it has the makings of being maybe a disappointing draw. But let's no. see. I think I'm wrong and we can get three points. But we've got to build on that Blackburn win last weekend. And maybe tomorrow's a good opportunity to do that, especially Huddersfield having lost against Lincoln. I know it's only a cup game, right? but their confidence is low at the moment. The fans will be on their back. So that's, you know, we want the fans to continue to get on their back, take the lead. The fan, the players will feel the pressure from the negativity of the fans. And therefore, that we should build on that pressure. But first goal is key. I still believe that. Okay. Yeah. okay, so... Based on what you just said, because I'll now go to Jeremy after I just converse with you about this. It sounds like to me, the way you described, for Fulham to win this match, they need to impose their will against Huddersfield Town, get that first goal, and basically what we would say here, lean on them. Just keep on getting after them, not just settle for that first goal. Just keep on with the pressure on Huddersfield Town. I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth, Emilio. Is that how you think Fulham can win this match? I think so. I think at the end of the day, we've got we've got a better quality in the side. I think we we both we both all mutually agree with that. But it's don't, let's not be too casual about this. We see this is every game is a must win game if we want to get automatic promotion. And tomorrow's no different. If we're, we're getting we're playing a Huddersfield team, we haven't had the best starts of the season. So therefore, let's let's get at them from the off. That's okay. that would be, I would like to see Huddersfield under pressure you know, rather than okay. just sitting back and absorbing um, um, the ball. I totally agree with that. Jeremy, your view. How does Fulham win this match? Yeah, I mean, I would say for most clubs, score early and then defend because we find it very, very difficult to break teams down when we go behind. I suspect Fulham wouldn't do that for the reasons Emilio's just said. Yeah. Um, and so I suppose for Fulham, I would say, you know, make sure that you give your creative players plenty of the ball in space. Um, our defence is strong, but it's not to say that they're going to hold out for 90 minutes. Uh, they do have a mistake or two in them, and we've already had that this season. So, yeah, just give the ball to the creative players, um, press high, uh, and after some concerted pressure, you would have a chance. 
Okay, excellent. All right, let's end with our predictions. Jeremy, I'll give you the honors to go first. Your prediction. Uh, Fulham 2-1. Fulham 2-1. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, so you're predicting a Fulham victory. Emilio, your prediction. Um. I also believe we can go out there and win. I think if we can, if we don't get frustrated, I think that's it. I think we've got players in our squad who, when the chips are down, the ball isn't running as they would like, you know, we can get frustrated. Mitrovic is one who gets frustrated. Knockhart has shown he's got some disciplinary challenges in his career. So he's one who gets frustrated. I think we continue to focus, remain positive and don't show any frustration because I think we have to be patient tomorrow and I think we can go out there and win the game. We'd have to keep a clean sheet, but I'll take anything, you know, whether it's 3-2, 2-1, 1-0. I think we can win 2-1 as for Jeremy. Okay. But as long as we show focus and be patient because and not, don't let frustration set in. Otherwise, we could get unstuck. Yes, totally agree. And I think that there's a chance that, what happened last season could happen again. And that's my fear. And I know the teams are different, but my fear is Huddersfield Town scores the first goal and what happens last season repeats itself. So I hope I'm wrong on that. But many of the things you said, Emilio, give me hope that uh, it'll be different this time around. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with basically both of you and say two to one to form. And I can't predict a clean sheet. The defense is just not good enough. So I'm going to say two to one. I think Huddersfield Town will score, but I think Fulham have the opportunity to score at least a few goals. So I'm going to go two to one to Fulham. So I think we're kind of in agreement there, which is interesting. All right, Jeremy, thank you so much for joining Emilio and myself tonight to talk about this match. That's no problem. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Okay, Emilio, any final words before we go? Absolutely not. Just thank you, Jeremy. You know, you know love, love your analysis of football. And he's like, let's hope there was a game that me and Joe were wanted to go up north to watch. Unfortunately, falling on a Friday night, it's some, we're not able to come. But when, when we come to Craven Cottage, Jeremy, let's definitely have a beer after the game. Without question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's always good to go to Craven Cottage. As, as, as with many away fans, it's one of our highlights of the season to come there. It's a, it's a good place to go. Okay, excellent. All right. Well, let's wrap up this episode of Cottage Talk. For my co-host, Emilio Donnell, our very special guest, Jeremy King. I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.